You know, when you hear people saying, you know, especially a lot of Hebrew Israelites, they say this a lot. They say the, you know, the white supremacist is the devil that the Bible speaks of. You know, I have to agree with the Hebrew Israelites on that. They have not lied about that. There's some things that Hebrew Israelites say that I, I agree wholeheartedly with them on, right? Um, in, in case in point, this story. So they say a Louisiana man who served 47 years in prison remains incarcerated nearly nine months after his parole date and following two court decisions, ordering his release. Now the Louisiana board of pardons and committee on parole voted unanimously on March the 18th of last year to release Bobby Sneed from Angola prison. Now I say Sneed collapsed on March 25th, four days before his scheduled release and tested positive for amphetamine and methamphetamine. It said prison authorities claimed, they say he was held past his release date for a disciplinary hearing, but a disciplinary committee dropped the drug use allegations because it could not confirm that the urine sample used to accuse the 75 year old was his because you know how them dirty white supremacists are. They'll get, they'll get somebody, uh, some Negro to, to try to uh, frame you now. Cause you know, these, these people, like I said, they are sick. They are sick. And, and this is why that judgment is constantly coming down on them. Now, it said by November the 9th, authorities at the Louisiana State Prison in Angola, Louisiana, as they had accused Sneed of a fresh drug charge. Now, this is a 75-year-old man, and he doing all these drugs? Really? You know, you know they were just trying to hold their brother in there at 75 years old. Now, they're saying that the prisoner had been found unresponsive with one eyedropper containing unknown liquid substance inside the bottle. They say a liquid. They said later was PCP. As they following this, he was found guilty at a disciplinary hearing of possession of a controlled substance that sentenced to one day in solitary confinement. You put a 75 year old man who's not, who ain't not there fighting. who ain't doing none of that in solitary. That's crazy, man. He, oh my God. You say both the charges from March and November charge have been dropped by the prison disciplinary board. And by December the 9th, a district judge issued the second ruling ordering Sneed's release while waiting by the gate to be picked up on December the 10th. Sneed was rearrested and sent to a nearby jail. Although the judge had ordered his release the day before, which followed another on November 18th, the parole board engineered a way to keep Sneed incarcerated despite the rulings in his favor, including its own vote. It said during his press uh, brief release, the board issued an arrest warrant for parole violation, arguing that the two drug accusations against Sneed this year violated his parole, even though he was still incarcerated and not actually paroled. Y'all heard that. So they accused him of something in prison saying that's a parole violation. Well, parole don't start until you actually get out, but this is the sucker things that they doing in, in these white supremacist places like Louisiana. Cause Louisiana, who I'm telling y'all. <laughs> yeah. I know they got white supremacy here in Texas, but it's a special breed of white supremacist Louisiana. I'm telling you, I don't even like being in Louisiana too much like that. Unless I'm just in a, a black area like New Orleans or, you know, places like that. But if it's not a heavily black area, man, I, I don't like Louisiana because it, I'm telling you, it's not my people. My people are, are wonderful. It's just, it's the, the racism that's, I'm telling you, yeah, those who are in Louisiana, you know what I'm talking about. Now they have that, like I said, they have that in Texas too, but 
there are areas like, especially the cities, you stay in the cities and with a lot of black people, you know, you, man, you'd be all right. So he said, this said, this is the latest illegal retaliatory move by the board of parole. Yet another foul blow in there. Javert like pursuit of Mr. Sneed. They say in an effort to prolong Mr. Sneed's unconstitutional detention, Sneed's lawyer Thomas Frampton wrote in a federal court filing in response to his rearrest, is that Sneed has served 47 years in prison for his role in a fatal robbery in 1974. Is that Sneed was a lookout and was not present during the killing, but was convicted of principal to commit second degree murder because he was involved in the crime that led to the murder. He was sentenced to life in prison. Wow, man. Hold on, bro. He was a lookout. Not to say that he shouldn't have any kind of, you know, trouble, but 47 years and he didn't kill nobody. This is what they do to black men. Now, now you got white dudes that are doing crimes all the time and they're not getting 47 years for being a lookout. Just being a lookout. Once again, I know it's something he shouldn't have done, right? He could have done that on some peer pressure. You don't even know, but giving this man life in prison for something he didn't even do because he didn't, he didn't do nothing with the murder. He was just, he was there. He was the lookout, but this is what these people do. You know what I'm saying? And Louisiana is one of the poorest states in the union. I told y'all the, the poorer that the white supremacists are, the more racist they are. Okay. So they say in mid-March, the parole panel decided Snead was no longer a threat to society. He suffered a stroke in 2005 and had to be rehabilitated. They said, I don't believe that there's any threat to public safety by keeping him incarcerated at his age and with his medical conditions. It's more costly with very finite taxpayer dollars to keep him locked up than to help him get substance abuse treatment. Carrie Myers, they say, Deputy Director of the Louisiana Parole Project. Uh, say it. Say what at, at stake? It's a what's the best use of resources? Now, although the disciplinary committee cleared him for the positive urine sample, the parole board voted to revoke Sneed's parole in May. However, a judge ruled that the parole board did not afford Sneed the due process he was warranted to receive uh, in a parole revocation hearing. Neither Sneed nor his lawyer saw the evidence against him or got to cross-examine or call any witnesses during the hearing. They say because it's undisputed that no such procedure would follow when Mr. Sneed's parole was stripped, the court finds that he was deprived of due process of law. Wrote a judge, Ron Johnson, in the 19th uh, Judicial Circuit uh, in East Baton Rouge Parish. Now, I say one of the members of the parole committee signed a warrant that was issued based on a write-up Sneed received on November the 9th, where he was found unresponsive and allegedly in possession of an eyedropper containing PCP. While Sneed's fate uh, remains in limbo, state and federal lawsuits are pending on each side. It said the Louisiana Supreme Court in December 16 ruled that the lower court was wrong to order Sneed released on parole. They said the Supreme Court contended that the district court should have sent the case to the parole committee for a revocation hearing. They said Frampton filed a federal motion to hold the state officials in contempt. He claims that Sneed could have been vi- violated his parole because he was still incarcerated and not on parole. So this 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 is the things that these white supremacists are doing um, in this country to black men. They want to hold black men in these prisons. Like I have a cousin, you know what I'm saying? He locked up wrong place, wrong time. My cousin didn't kill nobody. My cousin didn't violate nobody. He, he didn't do no such thing. And yet 
My cousin is still locked up. He got locked up at 17 years old. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's sad. It's sad what they do to brothers, you know, but, but you have these, these, these white dudes out here committing all kinds of heinous crimes. Look, look, look at the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. He, he killed folks and he, he's sitting at home. He's a celebrity now in the white supremacist community, but his brother was just a lookout. Same thing with my cousin. My cousin was just there when that, when the stuff happened. Cause basically what happened with my cousin is that, you know, his friend told him, Hey, you want to come help me move something? I'll, uh, pay you a hundred dollars. He said, you say, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. I'll make some money. Cause he thought he was gonna go move some furniture. Well, he went to this guy's house and, uh, I'm talking about this guy that he was with and you know, the guy opened the door, it was a white guy and the guy stuck a gun at him and he like, but he knew the kid. That's the thing. The white guy knew the kid cause he knew his people. So he's like, what are you doing? Like that. He's like, Hey, give me, give me some money. He's like, I ain't got no money. He's like, wait, why are you sticking a gun at me? You know, he said, well, you better give me, you know, money. I'm a, you know, well, let's go to your ATM, whatever. So took the dude to the ATM. My cousin was there, you know, and he, he pointed the gun at my cousin and said, yeah, you, you coming too, you know, cause he didn't want to go. So he made the dude drive money and then gave my cousin a hundred dollars and that was it. But then when the police cut, caught him, he said it was all my cousin's idea. Oh, he was everything was my cousin's situation. Um, and my cousin, they said 17 years old, he was about to go to college to go play uh, football, right? Get, get sent to, to jail, 17 years old. And end up hitting him with 20 some more years. Never been to jail, never had a charge, never had anything. And this is what they do to black people. I'm not saying that my cousin was, was right for what he was doing, but to give him that much time, they said like, let's say what happened to first time offense. But when it comes to black men, they don't care about first time offense. They're going to hit you with the football numbers. That's what they love to do. This is why I always tell, tell brothers stay out of trouble. Don't give these people a reason because they sure are looking for it. Somebody telling you, Hey, come, we, we, we're just going to be, just be a lookout. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to uh, just, just drive the car for me. Or do, you know, you ain't got to be involved. No, man, don't, don't do that. Don't you do that. Don't you be no lookout. Don't you be drive the car. Don't you like, well, just hold a gun for me or something like that. Because when they get them in interrogation, they're going to say it was your idea. Cause that's why you were driving the car. They're going to say, you know, it was your idea. That's why you was being the lookout. And, and it was your idea because you, you provided the gun. Like they'll say anything to, 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 to lessen the charges. Understand you better understand that fellas. Take heed of what, you know, your uncle is telling you. Don't get involved with these, these guys that's committing crimes. Because look at what happened to this brother. This brother's 75 years old and they still trying to hold him in prison. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to let him go. They want him in there. Cause these white supremacists make a lot of money off of having black men locked up in prison. That is their slave plantation they have today. They lock up more people than China. China has more people in their society. And they lock up more people than them. How does that work? You understand? But like I said, the reading this story is just so despicable to me, man. It's, it's so despicable. This brother was out here 
about to go home and they, and they rearrest him. That brother couldn't even get out the gate good enough. He's like, oh man, he got to he got to see freedom for a few minutes, and they locked him right back up. Like, God, that's crazy. So, what I was saying here, and this just in this story, is like these, these people are evil, man. They're evil, evil, evil. And like I said, that's why their world is come is crashing down on them every day, and and like I say, it's crashing down on them, right? Because because you know you can't keep doing the things you're doing expecting a good end. You can't. I, for the for the short time I've lived, I will tell you this. Every person that's done a lot of dirt that I've seen in my personal life, all of them, all of them, all of them have gotten dirt back. All of them. And these people in this system, you know, I, I can I can just imagine, you know, what was was coming down the pipe for them in this world and the next one. Because these people are evil. Because even if you don't participate in that system and you're part of that community, you know it's wrong because all you got to do is ask one of them, hey, do you want to, hey, would you trade places with black people? All of them would say no. All of them would say no. They do not want to trade places with you because they know how their system treats black people. This is why I always say all of them are guilty. The ones doing it and the ones not doing it. Because you know it's wrong. You wouldn't want to trade places with me as a black man because you know the way we're treated in this country. That's why it makes you just as guilty and you're going you gonna to get the judgment too. Your hands is not clean. None of the hands is clean. You want to clean your hands? You know how to, to make it right. Make this a system of true equality, true justice, and freedom for everybody. That's what you, that's how you make it right. But they don't want to do that because they feel like, well, if we, if we, uh, give up the reins, if we're not controlling it, then what we did to them, they're going to do to us. Well, you be, I'll put yourself in that position to worry about that. We're not you, but to say some people may not start thinking that way, you know, could you blame them? Look how many years that you treated black people the way you treated them. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, this story just met, just messed up. But like I said, just try to brothers and sisters. Cause a lot of black women starting to get locked up too. Now stay out of trouble. Like I said, these people are just looking, they looking, looking for a reason to try to lock you up. Don't give them one. But with that being said, uh, thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen, for coming to the podcast today. We greatly appreciate you. And we have our end of the year fundraiser. We still have going on. We appreciate everyone has helped us with that. And uh, we also appreciate those who are going to uh, help us uh, continue doing the work uh, in 2022. Um, you know, we want to hit the ground running to doing everything that we need to do. Um, make sure you go to the uh, GoFundMe link. And you will see uh, the video and it'll tell you exactly what, you know, our plans are for 2022. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe and click the like button and see you next time.